Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Following my breakdown of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight, I'll be digging deep into the raunchy Twilight fanfic turned erotic romance, Fifty Shades of Grey. Although I'm not sure romance is the best word to use. Join me every Monday and Friday for chapter-by-chapter analysis of the book that Salman Rushdie said made Twilight look like war and peace. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or visit breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links and contact information. I have a feeling that it's going to get awkward, but let's get through this together. Happy reading! This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering scissoring. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole in this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Jason Bowers. So, before we started, we were just chatting about the movie that we are going to talk about in a few minutes. Brutal Bridesmaids. From Lifetime. (laughs) Or Lifetime Movie Network, I think, is where it first aired. Yes, yes. Because it seems like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like they're putting a lot of the movies, like the wrong movies... Or, um, you know, any of those type movies and putting them on the Lifetime Movie Network. Yeah, it does feel like they're, they're, they've invested some resources into building that network up. And it seems like on the regular Lifetime, they're showing more like biographies and, you know, uh, more meaningful type programming. That's the kind of the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, or like the, the rip yeah. from the headlines stuff. I think tends right. to go on main lifetime. Yeah. Right. Is the lifetime movie network kind of like the second string for them? Or? Yeah. It's yeah. their yeah. MTV two. It's their, uh, what do they call that? The hallmark mysteries channel or whatever. Right. Like, the, okay. like every cable network now has several networks all under the same umbrella. Like, like this weekend on the regular lifetime, they had sort of a VC Andrews. You know who the the writer VC Andrews is? Wow, yeah. The attic. Right. They they had like a VC Andrews day where they showed like um, a VC Andrews. VC Andrews normally does like series of novels, mm-hmm. and so they literally just showed like a series of the novel, um, which looked pretty good. So I recorded it for later, but um, yeah, but but I got to tell you. This movie did not <laughs> it did not disappoint. No, yeah, it did not disappoint. And but, we'll obviously get into it when we when we start talking about the movie. But I, I told Lesson Kurt just last week we had uh, our friend Nina Wyman on, who wrote uh, a movie for Hallmark, and uh, she used to be my neighbor. So the mo- the movie that we did this week, just out of sheer coincidence, was written by a different person that lived in an apartment building I lived in, who I am also friends with, uh, a guy named Patrick Powell. And the Nina movie had a character named Bink after uh, some characters we did an improv together. This movie from my, my other uh, quote-unquote neighbor, Patrick, has a character named Binky. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. So wait, uh, this this character's named after you? No, no, but but the fact that like a writer neighbor of mine both had movies oh, on okay. within the past week and both have characters that start with the the letters B I N K is weird, right? Because if because if Binky was if Binky was kind of named after you, I was I was gonna say, Jason, is your friend trying to tell you something? Binky's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a character. I like Binky yeah. the character. Though. I did too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but before we start, uh, Kurt, do you have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Well, I've got something. Uh, there wasn't any real recent news, but I, there's an article in Distractify from earlier this month, <laughs> uh, March. I think it's this year. Um, this is an article that says, how exactly did Black China get famous? So I thought this would be good for some of our new listeners out there. Um, well, here's a little story. Way before she was a recurring character in reality television feuds, a 19-year-old black China began stripping in Maryland to pay for her college tuition. While her plan had been to strip at local clubs for two years to save her tuition fees, uh, she would eventually go on to drop out of Johnson & Wales University of Miami due to the exhaustion of juggling both stripping and studying. I was falling asleep all the time in class, she told Elle. It wasn't working out for me. My mom used to be a stripper, so she was like, if this is what you want to do, be the best at it. (laughs) <laughs> is this is, is distractify just parroting uh black china's wikipedia page uh, right. no they wrote a little article here i guess they got some sources together and put it all together and we're just reading what they did <laughs> okay so anyway while, while stripping at miami's popular king of king of diamonds club people began to take notice of her and when a customer suggested then angela take the stage name black china the washington dc born brunette ran with it In 2010, a year after making the decision to step away from school, things began to move fast for Black China. First, she got a name drop on Drake's debut album, Thank Me Later, on the track Miss Me. Call call up King of Diamonds and tell China it'll be worth the fight. Now, the flight, I be at my table stacking dollars till the perfect height, raps Drake and me. While the name drop may have come as a surprise to Black China, the mention allowed her to become one of the most sought-after dancers at the club, as well as a household name among Miami's hip-hop artist scene. It wasn't long until Black China began to model. In September 2010, she even graced her first magazine cover for Dime Piece and landed two more covers, Straight Stunton and Black Men. Uh, within, <laughs> within two months, Black Where China landed would one herself a buy spot. these publications, Kurt? Those are magazines. Straight stunting, man. I'm, 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 I might buy ad space for the show. I'm going to check on Amazon to see if they're on Amazon. <laughs> okay. Straight stunting and Kindle. black men. And then dime piece. Okay. Within two months, Black China landed herself a spot in a very popular music video. She played Nicki Minaj's body double in Kanye West's Monster featuring Nicki and Ross, Rick Ross. And the rest, as they say, is history. But we could... We could just end it right there. It goes on and says, then she meets Tyga, and then they have King Cairo, and then she she's rolls in the JLS Professional Makeup Artist School. I was really inspired by this, this story of Black China. I may role model her. Uh, what, wow. what would you, uh, in what way would you like to follow in China's footsteps, Kurt? I'd like to be mentioned in a rap song. He just said yeah, the word China. Are, are we sure that was even her? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
have an announcement. I have an announcement. You can get Straight Stunting Magazine on Amazon. <laughs> See? Back issues? Uh, yeah. Ooh. I'm more interested yeah. to a current <laughs> subscription. Yeah, I guess a current a, subscription. A single issue is 10. Okay, here's the thing, though. So it's weird. So there's one issue that you can get for ten ninety eight. There, there's another issue that you can get for eleven ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then there's another issue that you can get for thirteen oh one. Yeah, supply and demand. But but then they charge you three ninety nine for shipping. Yeah, hmm. that's a little that's a little pricey. Straight yeah. stunning is on the map, right? And then I'm going to check Dime Piece. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Dime Piece, Dime Piece Magazine. Let's see. Add to cart. Well, I'll tell you, uh, we're, we're, we're probably getting them subscribers. Well, it doesn't look like it doesn't Dime look Piece. like Dime Piece Magazine is here. I did Dime Piece Magazine and um, Ellery Queen books <laughs> showed up. No. <laughs> Who? This is the thing is, is we, we talk about Black China so much on this show I am I am appalled for all three of us that we have not gotten free subscriptions to Zoo's TV, and that we have not right. been sent multiple copies of Straight Stunton Magazine. But but she's not on Zoo's yeah. TV anymore. She's on. She's worked. But, she's but, had a come up. She's but, on We. Whatever. We I'm should, sure. Somebody should wheel in a Roku box like with our names on it and on a bow. Exactly. Well, she has this makeup place. She has a lash bar. If that's still around, you guys could probably go in and get a makeover or something like that in lash bar. Yeah. I would think. I think she owes that to us. All right, we'll she work does. She does. Well, I, I, you know, I, I kind of like though hearing Black China's origin story. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. About that. <laughs> it was definitely a. It was definitely a roundabout. So, so she was a stripper. She got like so. She was she was kind of well known in the strip club, and then so that Drake mentioned her in a song, and it got her even more popular in that strip club. So there you go. Oh, I found another magazine with Black China on the cover. Smooth Girl Magazine number twenty-seven. It's almost like. There's like a fictional world that she's famous in. Like it's that's just yeah. like made up magazines. Yeah, like this, like if this, this were real, if this were a sitcom, they didn't want to use the name of like real magazines. They they would make these up, and everyone would just act like this is a normal world. Yeah, you, you could get so, black china lashes. So she's famous for being a stripper mm-hmm. and being a stand-in in a music video, right? So, so, okay. So at the end of the day, though, she put her college knowledge to work Hmm. because she's actually she's very good at marketing. You got to say what you will about Black China. She's a good marketer. I agree. She's made more money than if she did. Did they say what she was going to school for? I don't think so. No, I don't. No. Good for you. Well, no, no. But she did go. As I said, she did go back to school. She she did she did enroll in JLS Professional Makeup Artist School, so she did that, okay. and that marked her beginnings of her career in beauty and the early days of the lash bar she opened. 
And she's actually doing what she went to school for because I'm looking at a pair of black China lashes right here. Yeah. She met the right people. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, Drake, you know, she met Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely admire black China and I was interested in her, in her, uh, route to success. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see the black China movie when it comes out. Oh yeah. They should, they should definitely make it. You have scenes from a strip club and all that. I'd be, yeah. I'd be into that. Well, it is a success story. Yeah. Now I'm falling down. A, I've got to stop. I'm falling down. Yeah, a we got to stop. You're going to order so many Black China themed magazines. Oh, Black China has a record. She has a duet with Amber Rose. How about that? I, you know who? Her, you know who Amber Rose is, right? I think I did. I can't remember now. Amber Rose is famous for dating P Diddy. Oh no, no, sorry, Kanye. Kanye. Kanye, Kanye she dated West. Kanye right oh. before he married Kim. Kanye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Kanye put Amber Rose on the map, but I don't think they got along I, now. I think there was an article. I think I read an article that involved uh, Amber Amber Rose. Yeah, but yeah, now they don't get along. Well, speaking well, of people who don't get along, we sh- the movie. Oh, wait a minute! Before we start, did you know that you yes. could get a, a Rob Kardashian and Black China sketchbook for six ninety nine? Sketch, sketch uh, comedy. I, I exactly. would buy that as a joke. That's that's actually a really good like uh, white elephant gift. And there's yeah. a picture. There's a picture of Rob and China on the front. I don't know if you can see. That's something that, and that's a, a bunch book. of blank pages. You right, and it's it it's pictures in it. And it's a sketchbook. It's, there's 130 pages for sketching, drawing, and creative doodling. Okay, well that's ridiculous. Uh, I am. I'm sort of fascinated to learn what your Amazon searches are now going to look like over the next couple of weeks because of what you were just looking for. Oh God. Like, you know, black tail magazine and, yeah. and, uh, mm. Oh, the, Oh, there's a picture. And then, well, look, it's something just popped up. I got a, I got a thing for er, for black men's urban ink magazine with Tyga and black China. Are they on the cover? Yeah. They're on the cover. Tyga's got a bunch of tattoos. Hmm. Oh, oh, wait. I have an announcement. Oh, oh, yeah. It just it just popped up. I have Dime Dime Piece magazine just popped up. Oh, it's available now. And it's unavailable. Oh, oh. wow. But it popped up. Issue number five, Black China. That's some announcement. Currently unavailable. Yeah. Wow, we, anyway, we got the scoop curtains on the edge of their seat. We, anyway, there's there's a random magazine that nobody's heard of that Amazon does not have. It's discontinued. Right. <laughs> right. Well, got well, excited. Well, let's get into this. Yeah. Brutal, brutal bridesmaids. Brutal bridesmaids. Do you want to okay. take it away, Jason? Sure. So uh, the movie starts out and, you know, typical Lifetime Fair, they've got these like aerial shots and it's like uh, where we see the beach. Uh, I thought it was Southern California, but it turned out to I'm assuming was that Miami? I think yeah. is that where we were? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you see the daytime turning to night and it's like this fun, like we're in Miami kind of music. But then it turns to a minor key. So, you know, things are getting intense and right. and we see a woman. Uh, she seems like she's maybe passed out, maybe dead, kind of hard to tell. And she's in a wedding dress on the beach. And then 
I thought it was water. We later find out it's champagne is being poured yeah. on her head, dumped on her head by a woman, and and not just like the black hoodie that we normally see in Lifetime movies, but like a it looked like a black Zorro outfit. Yeah. It's like tight. They stepped it up. Yeah, it was like tight. this woman. This woman's having champagne poured on her head. She's acting as if she's being waterboarded. Yeah. Like <laughs> well, she is like tied up. She's like tied up. She's on the beach. She looks like worn yeah. out. Uh, you know, black black Zorro is there in like leggings and like a long black jacket with a hood. Uh, and then we hear a woman mm-hmm. say something, and then we hear the the woman in the the bride dress say, "Which one of you is it? Which one?" And that's our cold open. Cold open. Mm-hmm. That's right. We see the title. I gotta say, that, you know, one of the things. Without without divulging anything, this is kind of a who done it in a way, and they were really good because you really couldn't. A lot of times, I'll figure out halfway through the movie who it is. Mm-hmm. This one, you really couldn't figure it out. Yeah, no, they- I couldn't either. But but there's a reason. There, there's a reason I couldn't figure out, which I'll, I'll reveal at the end. Another okay. who done it. Another there- cliffhanger. There were, uh, they definitely uh, tried throwing us off the trail by making all of these bridesmaids seem like they might be the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we, next time we, we go to one month earlier, we go uh-huh. back and we see a couple walking on a bridge. And this is the couple, it's Michael and Jessica. Yes. And they've been yes. together for a year. And a year previous, they had first kissed on that bridge. Now she does. She does the um, the actress who plays Jessica. She does um, the thing that Michael Caine says you should never do, is that when she's looking at her the other actor, she's her, she's going back and forth. Her eyes are darting back and forth on his eyes. I think we've mentioned this before on the show. So her pupils are like you know going back and forth and back and forth, back and forth. Michael Caine says focus on one eye. And that makes sense that though, because then you don't look like a crazy person on screen. Yeah, right. And Michael Caine even says, "Yeah, he sees this on TV frequently." So you're supposed to focus on one eye. <laughs> you focus on one eye so that your eyes are stay still. I'm going to jot that down. It's a good. Team. You got to do Michael Caine's. Michael, Michael Caine. Uh, you, you never read Michael Caine's uh, book on film acting, and he's got Actually, like a video. Howard Stern read the book and did a blow by blow on the book. So I am familiar with the book, but through the Howard Stern lens, because doesn't Michael Caine say you should always have breath spray? Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. And then then doesn't he say you should just it's okay to do shitty movies? Because didn't he say, of course, you would say that. Because didn't didn't he say that these people are these people are waiting for these big movies to come on and I do a bunch of shitty movies and I made enough movies to money to buy a house and I always have money coming in. Didn't he say something like that? Well, he did. He did Jaws the Revenge because he was buying a house. Right. Yeah. So so I'm familiar with it. Uh, So, yeah. So he proposes the dude proposes. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen this happen in a movie that we've watched before. Have you? Because Proposing. the ring, the ring flies away and flies into the water. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, I don't I think we've seen that, that before. before. Did Did you it, feel like the this this was the first time these two actors ever met each other? 
Yes. <laughs> oh, you think so? It That's did feel like this is their first day of shooting uh, because they, they didn't <laughs> they didn't feel like they were a couple that was lived in and ready for marriage. Right. I agree. And so, okay. So anybody out there who's been married knows that an engagement ring is very expensive. Like very expensive. Like, aren't they, don't they say sometimes that as a man, you're, isn't it supposed to be like half your paycheck? It's supposed, well, the rule of thumb used to be, I think, two weeks salary. And in recent years, I think that's even changed, or not two weeks, two months salary. And I think in recent years, now they're saying three months salary Uh, for the ring. Because that ring went in, it like flew up, it (laughs) flew off of the bridge into the water and he was like oh that's okay he said it was a placeholder but i don't know if i guess he was telling the truth because yeah he 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 seemed very not phased by the by you know watching the ring sink she was going to jump in the lake Mm -hmm. to try to get it i probably would too I I, I I have reasons why I think he wasn't that upset about it, and uh-huh. the the reason is because the acting wasn't very good. <laughs> no. <it was> not. <laughs> okay. So wait. So Jason, this is a testament to your friend's writing. Okay. Because the acting, the acting on this movie was not good at all. It was next level and bad. I loved. And I loved this movie. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was a good movie. Yeah, this movie has some things going for it. Um, so that was good. Yes, they lose the ring. <laughs> Which, by the way, when now we learn, if you're going to propose, don't do it in public, and don't do it near water. No. Yeah. So we know that. No. Now what do we do? Right. So next scene, we're in an apartment. And that's where we meet, um, that's where we meet Jessica's roommate. What's what's her name? Mel? Uh, it it Mel? was I think it was Melanie Mel for short. Mel, and she's a photographer. And let's see what happens next. Oh, and then uh, uh, Jessica breaks the news. She said she got proposed to, and they're all excited. But she might move to San Diego with Michael. Uh-huh. But she's getting married next month. We keep seeing this in movies where these rushed weddings are going on. Mm-hmm. And I think this was filmed during COVID. Oh, was it? Okay. Oh, yeah, it yeah. probably was. Based on uh, just numbers of people you'd ever see in a scene at a time, that would make sense. Okay. Um, and, and so, yeah, and it looks like uh, she, the, the venue has a wedding planner. Yeah, she, so she's got no time to do it. But then she asks Mel to be her maid of honor. Mm-hmm. Now, did you just see the weird edit? I guess this movie was, I guess they said asshole in this movie, and... At least when I was watching it, they, they just said ass. And it was like a weird sound edit. It was like ass. No, they said was, they said asshole because I heard it. Oh. oh so not, maybe you just like watching. had a digital dropout or something. Yeah. No, when I was, when I was watching, there was, a, there was a weird, weird edit. I went back and watched it again just to make sure. Okay. I guess it depends on where you're watching it. Okay. Mel actually sold us a bill of goods. Because remember when Mel made the statement i can always tell when someone is lying no like when a roommate is lying well, yeah i missed well, that line 
she said said something like because because I noticed because I said because because Mel once ate uh, the last cupcake in the fridge and tried to lie about it. Yeah, and Jessica knew she wasn't lying. But obviously, her powers didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have toast. There's a lot of there's a lot of toasting in this movie. Yeah, and wine. Yeah, a lot of wine. Yeah, a lot of drinking and toasting. This right. le- this movie did. I will say had great costuming. The women all looked amazing in every scene and had really fun, bright, colorful outfits. With the exception of like one or two, all were good. Yeah. 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 Well, it was interesting because I was I was saying that the, the the director of this must have been a guy, and sure, as, it was directed by Stanley Rowe because the camera, <laughs> this camera is like leering, and and apparently Stanley Rowe is a leg man because there's like you just see their legs. The women are wearing these very short skirts, like yeah. really short, like Basic Instinct kind mm-hmm. of skirts. Right. So it's like yeah, hike up that skirt. Right. And leering on their legs and um. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. So, well, some of the directing choices in this movie were odd because, like, right after this scene where we, by, by the way, learn that uh, Jessica's parents are both dead. I see dead people. Uh, Which is a good sign. Yeah, it was. Uh, then we cut to Jessica. <laughs> She's at work talking to, um, what is her name? Chris, Christine. Kristen. Kristen. Yeah. Who's like her, Kristen, yeah. it's like her, her like, you know, work friend. They both, and they're mm-hmm. both like going to go start their own firm together. And there's a <laughs> scene where they're like standing at the desk talking. And then Jessica just sort of motions like, oh, let's go over and sit down. And then they just move like totally static and just sit down there and there was no reason for that that move to happen even visually it didn't make it more interesting and this Kristen can hardly walk this is one of those like really short dresses and she's wearing like a snake skin dress yes yes (laughs) and so yeah um so um she apologizes for you know that like she's gonna leave but then Kristen's like, oh, it's okay. I'll just do the company on my own. And it's like no big deal. Yeah. It's like she. there was no hesitation. It wasn't even like a glimmer in her eye of like, oh, I'm bothered by this news. She was happy about mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. Right. And then is this where we find out that like all of the bridesmaids don't know each other? Like, or they, they're not friends? Yeah. Yeah, they don't know each other, but they will soon. Yeah, they will. Um, which that was another thing that I thought was very smart setting it up this way, having a bunch of bridesmaids who a don't know each other, but B don't like each other. Well, they, right. they went, they went <laughs> several clicks beyond don't like each other. <laughs> These women were just actively rude and bitchy to each other throughout the entire movie. Yeah. This is yeah. probably the cattiest movie we've ever watched. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. This is a catty bunch of ladies. And then I wrote here these the outfits in this movie are killing me because the costuming was just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just they, amazing. Yeah, they all meet in the next scene. There's a it's a restaurant bar or whatever. Yeah, and it's so all the all the bridesmaids meet. And like Holly and. Binky and Binky is the tall, tall blonde who's on a reality show. 
Yeah. yeah. She she's like the life yeah. of the party. She's always drinking. <laughs> but she's super oh. she throws shade at everyone. Oh right. yeah. And then we find out that one of them hates Binky because Binky threw up on her. Uh, yeah, she threw up on the shorter blonde woman who Holly. is like Holly. Yeah, and Holly doesn't drink at first, so they all think like she's a teetotaler. What, what's the word? Yeah, teetotaler. Well, Holly's a, Holly's a mom, so they're trying to be like she's the more responsible one, and she's kind of judgy of Binky, and Binky doesn't like Holly because Holly's no fun. Yeah, Holly has four kids and she's better. Yeah. Yeah. But Holly wants to be fun. Holly just doesn't drink once and then they all they're all shocked that she drinks any other time. Yeah. I wouldn't say and Holly's bitter. Holly's uptight. Now Sloan is bitter. Yeah, cousin Sloan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her cousin. Holly looks a little crazy. She's <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I like the casting because uh, the the lead what was the lead's name Jessica uh, Jessica 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 yeah. and Sloane really do look like they could be cousins yeah yeah and, yeah and Sloane is late and Sloane is better yeah because we oh, yes. find, find yeah. out that um, Sloane well first of all Binky doesn't even remember having met Mel uh, multiple times Sloane shows up late she's the one that organized the brunch so they're all kind of mad about it and we find out that Sloane is super bitter because on her wedding day that was supposed to happen she found her fiance boning one of the other bridesmaids at the <laughs> church that's right. That's, what, that's how she puts it, too. And she's, like, no, giving this no, no. big speech to all the other women about betrayal. <laughs> like, she's a total Debbie Downer at every moment, and I loved it. What a now, wonderful did, bridesmaid story. Did you first <laughs> think that maybe Jessica slept with, uh, with her, her husband? There or were, her, her, there were no. a couple of moments where I thought it could have been her, but if that were the case, Sloan was so bitter about it, she would have ended that friendship with Jessica. It, yeah, it's not, it's not like yeah. she would have been like, oh, you know, I'm I'm all angry at him, but I'm not angry at you. I don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and she and, and she bringing up any chance she get. If there was like a lull in the conversation, yeah. she'd slip it in again. She was she'd always she would go right back to her. Yeah. Just bitter, <laughs> bitter yeah. and scowling. Oh, and, then, <laughs> and I didn't know that it was bad luck to cheers with water. I didn't know that either. I did know that. But I also wouldn't have made that big the big deal out of it that that Binky like I would make it a big deal as a joke. But Binky was like genuinely like you are not toasting with that. Yeah, Binky called her out. <laughs> I won't be doing that. But then they all get catty with Binky about her TV show. I guess she was on like the Real World kind of show. Yeah, and they're yeah. all like, oh yeah, that was popular like fifteen years ago. Yeah. But I guess Binky still goes to reunions and Binky's still milking it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so then they're talking to the wedding planner, telling the wedding planner the ring story. And the wedding planner, like, the music got really just like, dun, dun, dun. And the wedding planner looked at her like, oh, shit. But then the wedding planner went on to say something. And then she went, oh, nothing. And I thought this was going to go somewhere, but it never did. Yeah. She said it was a bad omen. Everything is bad luck, bad omens. Like, jeez. But, I mean, that seems like it should feel like a bad omen. You you lose the engagement ring while the engagement's happening. You know, if you believe in yeah. signs, that can't be a good one. 
Now, do you oh, think really that, bad omens? Do you think that the movie was going in a different direction and then they changed their mind? As far I as was, I didn't really know where this was going. Because because it seemed almost like, you know, the way she looked, it seemed like there was gonna be like some kind of curse or something. Oh uh, no, I didn't I didn't get that sense. That'd be interesting. <laughs> so Are you saying what happened wasn't Kurt? What? Are you saying what happened wasn't interesting? No, but the curse, I thought, you mean it was going to turn into that Brady Bunch episode where they're in Hawaii yeah. with the Vincent Price? And oh, yeah, yeah. Like the Tiki going. doll? Because <laughs> they made it a point. They made it a point not only for her saying that, they did like a close-up and she had like this weird look and the music was like, <laughs> so that's why well, I maybe, thought it was going to lead to something. Well, maybe it's rude to do that, to like point at someone and say, ah, bad luck, ah, ah, ah bad omen. It's like, I just did it. Like, what, how was just a backtrack? So then they go to the bridal it. shop. Just leave it alone. Well, hold on. Before they go to the bridal Perfect. shop, Binky shows up at Jessica's office and Binky's earrings look. Do you know? Do you remember Koosh balls from like the early two thousands? Those yes. things that Rosie O'Donnell used to throw in her office. They, it looks like she's wearing two giant Koosh balls as earrings, and she's got this like crazy outfit on. And they're talking about how they're like getting ready to go to the bridal shop right now. They cut to the bridal shop. She's wearing a totally different outfit. Well, really? Koosh balls are like she, yeah. she did a costume change. To go to a place that is literally all about doing costume changes. Well, good but for her. the thing is, the thing is, it actually works because that's like it, it seems like that would be in character for her. Uh, maybe I just thought it was really funny. I'm like, I don't think she would need to change between meeting Jessica and going to the bridal shop where you're going to try stuff on anyway. Okay, so Thank I you just love outfits. I was telling you guys this before we started rolling. This was like one of the best makeover montages I have ever seen because wow. I have never seen a makeover montage like this. Because normally with the makeover montage, it's all about the friends being happy and supporting, supporting, mm -hmm. and you look great, you look great. This was the shadiest makeup. Montage. It was. I, well, I texted you guys because I watched it before you did. I was like, yeah. "This, oh wow, it's a bitchy makeover montage." Because they were so mean to each other, and they poo pooed everyone's dresses, just making faces, <laughs> making faces, and the longest makeover montage. It spanned a commercial break. They literally went to commercial, came back, and the montage was still happening, still going on still going and then <laughs> and then the best part is that they they picked an ugly dress for her on purpose do you think they did it on purpose or do you think the uh the powers that be on this movie are like oh yeah that's the one even though it was that idiots. was an ugly dress well, well, see, i'm i'm a bad judge of wedding dresses well so i thought um, at first it was really pretty because they like when she walked out and they all have that moment of like oh yeah that's the one where they're all in agreement uh, you see jessica's face you know and you can see like uh, the neckline so you see like a little bit of white and then they start panning uh, down and the top part of the dress is really cute but then it was one right. of those ones where it was like a mini skirt with a really long taffeta train behind it it was so uh, like mid 80s ugly 
Right. And they were all like, oh, it, that's the dress. That's the dress. That's it. it they all like, agreed. It was like, your friends hate you. Yeah. It's the only thing they all agreed on. <laughs> your friends really hate mm-hmm. you. Oh, so then they are changing and trying on bridesmaids' dresses. And yeah. then Binky went into Sloane's dressing room and took a picture. That's weird. I'm uncomfortable with that. That was weird. And then Sloane started flipping out. Mm-hmm. And then Sloane got pissed and left. And then the other women started, like, noticing <laughs> that they were all, like, breaking out in hives. Pinky was, yeah. Pinky was. And then Binky's, wasn't, yeah. wasn't well, the, the mother? Holly. Holly? Yeah, yeah. She's, it's like, Binky's, Binky's uh, neck started to turn red. And then Holly, who already looks a little loony, was looking even loonier. It's hard, yeah. it's hard for her to look more intense than she already looks. <laughs> but yeah, she started having some kind of like reaction. Yeah. Right. Started to choke. Yeah. Yeah. Until they go to the hospital. <laughs> and it looks like they, it looks like like they had an allergic reaction, but then someone was like, oh, wait, somebody put something on these dresses. Well, yeah, I, Jessica, Jessica and Mel are talking about it. And yeah. Mel's like, you know, the, the shop says like they checked and there was nothing that was on the dresses, but they're still going to give you a discount. Right. And right. I just yeah. The, the, like, yeah, I want to buy the discount dresses that gave us all a rash. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it's worth it. Hey, I was staying in an Airbnb and we got a discount because, because the place had a mouse. It was worth it. Ew. Ew. Where was this? It was it was in New Orleans. I think I think you were in you Wait were Wait a minute. In, I remember this story. Yeah, I remember that time. story. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, I think you stopped by. <laughs> um Okay, so um so then I like the way that time flowed in this movie too. Because then all of a sudden we're two weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the boyfriend or the fiance is getting a replacement ring. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Holly's house. And what is this like a shower? Yeah, I think this is like the actual um, bridal shower. Oh, this was great. Yeah. <laughs> with, with a taco Tuesday thing. Well, there's cultural appropriation. First I saw yeah. like the Mex, there's like the Mexican flags are outside of them. Well, that's interesting. And then, then you walk in, there's like kind of like this like really cheap kind of Mexican stuff all, mm-hmm. all around the house. The only thing that saved them is that there were <laughs> no outfits and no one put anything on and they just drank margaritas. So right. that, they, saved, that saved them. Yeah. And they weren't <laughs> saying badges. We don't need those stinking badges. Nobody said that. But but this this party sucked beyond the uh, the the Taco Tuesday decor. We're not saying that to be offensive. That's actually what they called it in the movie. Um, right. It was also an opportunity for Holly to hawk some diet shakes that she sells. Like it was basically like they that. were being sucked into Amway while they walk into this that was party. So great. Yeah, they're called <laughs> they're called booty blaster. Yeah. She left out her booty blaster stuff out in hope in hopes that somebody would actually buy some. And boy, was she sorry that she did that. You know the sad thing, and, and Jason, you you could probably back me up on this. I know people who live in West Hollywood who are probably by the 
the booty blaster and drink it. <laughs> oh, I don't think there is a, a problem with the fact that she was selling this product. And, I, you know, that's not to even say what I think the efficacy of the prob- uh, product would be. It's that she was using her bridal shower for her friend as an opportunity to break those things out to sell more of them. Right. That's great, yeah. Hey, I'm just happy to. Ha- I just happen to be having a yard sale on the same day as the bridal shower. What a coincidence! <laughs> yeah, right. Like a yard for fifteen dollars. <laughs> like the, the the invitation is like uh, you know uh, Jessica's bridal shower this Sunday, two p.m. Food, cocktails, uh, uh, party favors, pyramid scheme. Right, <laughs> right. It's not, cult. It's, it's not a cult if you know what, if they they tell you what to expect. Tiered right. marketing. So, so this next part I thought was kind of cute. Actually, they were giving gifts, and she said instead of gifts, she wanted a personal reminder of all of her friends. And I thought, oh, this is actually cute. That's a good idea, actually, because yeah. it means more. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And um, so someone got her a picture, right? That's nice. Someone got her a locket. And then someone got her like an expensive picture, correct? Yeah, Jessica got her, or not Jessica, uh, Kristen got her some like high-end painting or something of some artists that they like. And everybody else was pissed. Sloan was pissed. Yeah, they were pissed, yeah. And, then, and then someone gave her a CD. She, she yeah, Holly burned, gave her a, a mixed CD <laughs> in 2021, and uh, and uh, Sloane gave her a locket. And Biggie locket, let yeah. Holly know about her CD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, yeah, right. Vicky uh, threw shade. She's like, "Who even has a CD player anymore?" And Jessica's response is, "I." think think i have one in my car <laughs> <laughs> and holly's and holly's happy with that answer right. Sounds good because that was from holly right yeah I had to now, yeah now one thing i love about this this movie is these girls like fought like every other scene <laughs> every gift they're opening up gifts and they're just like looking at each other judging each other <laughs> so they're looking at each other because it's too cheap or looking at each other because it's too expensive you can't so win that, so then Cousin Sloan flips out. <laughs> and, and Holly was like pissed. And so she kicked everybody out of her house. Yeah, I and, thought it was hilarious. And then as they're walking well, out, she's, she's saying, this is not a joke. This has really happened. She's handing them gift bags. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. so, yeah, yeah. So the reason yeah. Sloan flipped out is because I guess they were talking about how Michael isn't Jessica's normal type. Uh, oh, then yeah. they're drilling Mel because Mel says that like he's kind of more her type. So they're basically trying to set up that any one of these could be the one sort of sabotaging the the wedding along the way. Um, and and they're they're all grilling Mel because of that. And then Sloane get the, gets defensive because she was cheated on on her wedding day, and that's when it just went off the rails. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It becomes law and order all of a sudden. Yes. Yeah, so, so Sloane starts giving um, what's her name, Mel. Third degree. Yeah. It's like, were you ever in a room alone with Michael? And then Mel's like, what the hell's your problem? And and I did feel bad for Mel because Mel hadn't done anything wrong. No. Oh, and this is when my favorite line in the movie takes place. This is Binky. We were trying to pull this line earlier. Uh, 
Binky yells at Holly and says, Oh, take the stick out of your ass. Take the stick out of your ass and drink a peppermint. Was it peppermint bark shake? Yeah, that's right. Oh, take the stick out of your ass and drink a peppermint bark shake because I am done. There right. There's my reading. Had to rehearse it a couple times. Wow. So, so, um, <laughs> well, then, like, after kick, or, um, um, Holly kicks everyone out. Jessica's still there, and Holly's telling uh, Jessica that uh, the fun fades after you get married. <laughs> Basically, saying right. like yeah. being married sucks. Right. Everyone, everyone has shitty things to say. Um. So, so then, um, Mel was it was Mel Wright who apologized mm-hmm. uh, to Jessica and was like, you know, I'm yeah. so sorry. Sloan twisted my words around. I never thought this about you and they hear a noise but it turns out to be the fiance and so then um, Sloan is not done because Sloan is texting Sloan is drunk texting (laughs) that's weird like beware of Melody she's full of shit (laughs) yeah she's drunk texting Michael right (laughs) yeah yeah But then they made Melanie look guilty because Melanie was kind of lurking in the house. But they were roommates, but Melanie was kind of lurking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what she was up to. Well, Jessica drags Michael in for sex. Yeah. And I'm not even sure he's that into it. He's just kind of going in there. And uh, and then Melanie, yeah, Mel just peeks out the door. I don't know what she was trying. I don't know what, what Meryl Streep uh, thing she was trying to exhibit by without speaking, but I, I wasn't quite getting yeah, it. She, she seemed bothered that they were going to go do the dirty. Yeah. Oh. But that, but I like that, though, because they set her up to look guilty. Yeah, they set everyone up to look guilty. Kind of. Um, yeah. Well, we find out that the booty blaster lived up to its name. <laughs> <laughs> because who was it? It was Kristen, right? Yeah. Kristen Kristen calls and says, I have been going to the bathroom since I got home. Yeah. And I and I love that Holly was just more impressed that Kristen drank it. Like she was happy that Kristen yeah, drank she it. Was. Yeah. Yeah. She thought she had a sale. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't worried she wasn't concerned, like, oh no, I hope she's okay. She was like, Oh, she drank it. Yeah. Like she was impressed. She was impressed like with herself. I have one that won't make you sick. Um, <laughs> there's a whole new line that just came out. Yeah, and and uh, Jessica says, did they go bad when they're not refrigerated? Oh, no, no, that's one of their great points. They don't have to be refrigerated. Would you like to order a, order a crate of them? Right. No. Right, but I, you got to give her props, though. She continue, She still tried to close that sale. Yeah. Always, always be closing. ABC. I'm also <laughs> With every booty blaster, you get a subscription to Grit Magazine. Right. That's an old reference. And and so then who was it that asked her if she had bridesmaids trouble? I don't know, but they was that that was probably oh that was Tabitha, the uh the wedding planner. Right. Because she's like bridesmaid being a bridesmaid brings out the worst in people. So so then we see the fiance and he has a flat tire. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So he bends down to change the tire, which I was like, oh, good. He knows how to change a tire. But he gets hit in the head. Have, the, you, have either of you guys ever, ever fixed a flat like that before? Oh, yeah. I have. A few yes. times. I did it when I was – I was like like 20 years old. I did it one time. I mean I, I haven't owned a car in like four or five years. But, you know, over the years yeah. I've, I've changed my share of flats for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have my car. I have a big car now. I have a uh, uh, Jeep, so I can't do it now. But I used to be able to when I had a smaller car. Um, so then we see. Oh him well, in the, the person that the person that hits Michael over the head is the person in the Zorro cloak from earlier in the movie. Yes. Yes. So so then Michael's in the hospital, and then we are introduced to a sexy detective. Oh. We've talked about uh, this detective. before. The, the 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 that they get their detectives from a mod- modeling agency at Lifetime. Because she was very yes. sexy. Oh yeah, she was Detect- Detective Weaver, yeah. Detective Dream Weaver. Right. I believe you can get me through the night. Now, and- Detective Weaver, they're in, they're in a hospital, and Detective Weaver is not was not in the shot with everybody. If you could tell, there was a there was a, there was a one shot of Detective Weaver, and then when it's a full shot, when Detective Weaver's walking out, you can tell it's not her. Oh, was she doing the Eric Roberts thing? In that scene, yeah. And the other scene, there is like a the other scene she's in, she is in a group scene. So she she did meet this other actress at one point. But this scene, yeah, she was she was not in the room with these people. And then we find out that the mugger well, she says there was a mash a rash of muggings, mm-hmm. and we find out that the mugger was wearing a hoodie. Or that's what he told her. Yeah. But they didn't demand like, any well, money channel? or take his wallet. Right. It's like, well, what channel yeah. are you on? Of course they're wearing a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. You're on Lifetime. Um, so, yeah. So they didn't, yeah, they didn't take any, they didn't steal anything. <laughs> so that's when they first, Jessica starts getting inklings like, well, maybe it's someone who knows us who's pissed at us. Well, I, I like that Michael suggests like maybe the person was on drugs. And I'm like, yeah, he's offering more theories than the detective as to what would have caused this to happen if they didn't take his money. Right. And, and she just kind of looked at him like, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> so then Sloan calls, cousin Sloan calls. She apologizes for being crazy. And then we cut to a couple of days later. Um, Michael's at home. Uh, Jessica shows up with groceries. And she's like, don't even think about helping me with my groceries. And then it's three days before the wedding. And Binky comes over. Uh-oh. And uh, why does Binky have a map? Or who has well, the map? The map well, is of the estate where the wedding's going to be. And then we find okay. out that Binky does want to get married, but Binky doesn't want a man who's going to try to change her. And she believes that Jessica has been changed. She's different. And then Binky's feeling slighted. Mm-hmm. She feels like she was the last resort. Yeah. But Jessica says, I still remember crying on your shoulder when my parents died. I see dead people. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Binks. You know, chill out, Binky. Chill out, Binky. Binky is her oldest friend. Mm-hmm. Right. Another one, of, another one of her friends is her best friend. Mm-hmm. Right. That's Melanie. But Binky is her oldest friend. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a title. 
That's okay. So, so then we find out from Michael that they arrested someone. But it was now. Why did they think it was a different person though? Because they had a different they MO, had a different, right? different, different MO, different, different description. Yeah. Um. So who was in the shower? Oh no, they're at a shower. They're at a shower. Yeah. Oh yeah. This I think this is the bachelorette party now. We like earlier was the bridal shower. Now's the more fun bachelorette party. I Mm. did have an issue with this party, which we will get to. So it's like the one point in the movie where they all seem to be getting along because they're doing shots. Yeah. Even yeah, even Holly, they start dancing, and some of them are, are dancing while they're sitting down. Like Holly's not uh, Holly dances <laughs> on a couch. Maybe, so she maybe, dances from the waist up. Yeah, maybe they were doing E before this. It's okay. Uh, okay, so this is my problem. <laughs> who the hell was this stripper, and who hired this stripper? Right. Okay. Well, and he's there for a long time. It becomes nighttime, and he's still dancing. He was at, at like not only nighttime, and he's still dancing. He hadn't taken off any more clothes during no. that passage of well, time. I think, I think the ladies may have requested that, but that's okay. You can leave everything else yeah. on. But, but he was a stripper. You didn't want him to take his clothes no. off. He took his shirt no. off. Like put it back on. You wanted to put a mask no. on. Oh, is that me? That that seriously was like a piss poor stripper. I was like, wait a minute. You're, you're paying that guy? I, that was- the only redeeming factor of that particular piece of casting is that was the most realistic thing in the movie, though. Have you ever been to something where you hire the stripper? The stripper's not really that cute. Well, so, Kurt, I thought yeah. about you because I was like, so was well, this guy that played the stripper like maybe a friend of somebody's or like did he win a contest? No, I think it was <laughs> I think it was like a covid thing uh where the first choice may have may have actually had had covid <laughs> like tested positive that morning so they had to get this guy may have been this this guy may have been a crew member. So so uh, they were definitely calling in a favor l- l- uh, last minute, and options were limited. But there's like, aren't there tons of guys in LA who are like r- ripped? Yeah, why didn't they just get a grip? Like, like aren't grips like kind of built and sexy? Like, like, why didn't they just get a grip? Considering to do it? how attractive the female cast in this movie, it was offensive, especially for a lifetime movie, that they didn't have a super hot ripped stripper. Right. I assume that, well, they didn't shoot in L.A., but even in Miami, you could find some, like... No, yeah. come on, it's Miami. Yeah. Miami, no, it's Miami. Miami I don't know where they shot more it, attractive than L.A. Because in L.A. or Miami, they the, can find some guy. The, and the guy doesn't even have to have acting skills, really. You don't need acting skills. When we later all. see the, the groomsmen, they're all super hot. They could have used right. one of the groomsmen as the stripper and made the stripper a groomsman. Right. Yeah, there's a story behind that. Yeah, because I was just like, I was like, that's the best you could do? That's awful. I'm like, you're no friend of mine if that's the stripper you hire for me. I mean, Are- maybe it was a friend of the friend of the director and was cast as like a joke or something like that. I don't, right. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe Stanley was like, oh, you got to come to set and see these well, hot babes. Well, like, maybe, maybe that was Stanley. 
if that's his Hitchcock moment where he appears in the movie. <laughs> He's like, ooh, you need to, ooh, I see. Oh, there's a hot guy in the script. I'll be playing that role. <laughs> and, and, and not to age shame, because I'm not young, but this guy looked like he was in, he looked like he was in his 50s for sure. He was, he's somebody's dad. Yeah, he did look like somebody's dad. He looked like he could be any one of their dads. What an ego boost. I mean, unless he hears this show. (laughs) An ego boost for that guy to have that role. Guess I'm playing a hot stripper on a Lifetime movie. Well, you're not hot. I wrote in my notes, the stripper was gross. I just listened to a podcast where they just rip you apart, man. (laughs) How can we, how can we find out? (laughs) He might not even be credited because he didn't have any lines. Did he? No. Well, that's what I'm saying. They could have just gotten a, they could have gone, uh, just, just call like a modeling agency and get some guy. Well, I mean, any casting director is, is going to have a stack of photos of hot guys. Yeah. Like I said, I all of the grooms. There, I mean, there's what? Like being a stripper. Five, six well, groomsmen in this wedding party? Like, they were all good looking. All of them. You know what? He probably made them laugh, though. Okay, so I'm looking at Brutal like Bridesmaids IMDb. Okay. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on this, but okay. Well, because I'm, like, we disgusted. Need we need to. Full cast. Okay, <laughs> so here we go. Disgusted. All right. Okay, so. Do they list this trooper? Na- officer. They, ca- they called him the officer, and this is him. Okay. And his name is Dunbar. His name is Duncan Barr. Duncan Barr is an actor and producer known for Stranger, Sorority Secrets, and and David Makes Man. (laughs) David Makes Man, huh? So is Uh he the producer of these movies? Let's see. Um, Was he spanked in the special thanks, Kurt? Hmm? Was Dunbar thanked in the special thanks? Because yeah, they no, have, they just no, have to, so let me let me go back to okay. So let's go back here. Oh yeah, Duncan Barr, actor, producer. So let's yeah. see. Um, so it would it would tell me in the crew, right? Yeah. Cast and crew, all cast yeah. and crew. So let yeah, I'm see. curious what he's. What he's uh, or you can look on his on. page if you're on his page and you go from actor, you go to the other tab. Okay, yeah, he might be financing this movie. I would believe it. We should okay, do an episode just called Is This Stripper a Producer? where we just go through like different, like weird small parts in the movie and how much they helped fund the movie. Okay, it just says it there's a picture okay. of him with a mustache. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's, there's a picture of him with the mess, but it looks like, okay, so you know how, like, you take your headshots and you have, like, one headshot session, and then you're like, I'm going to take a picture with a mustache, and then I'm going to shave. Yeah, yeah. That's yep. exactly what he did, because he's wearing the same shirt mm-hmm. in all of the headshots. Yeah. But when he has a mustache, but he just shaved it, but it's, like, the exact same shirt. Is it one of those those headshots that were big and, like, the... the early 90s late 80s where you've got like the the one black and white photo is like your normal headshot but then you've got like the different wacky ones for commercials yes that's exactly it because he has one where he's smiling Mm -hmm. then he has one where he's serious 
but it's all the same shirt. So when were you smiling? When were he serious? When were he has the mustache, but it's the same shirt. And then when were he smiling with no teeth, but it's all the same shirt. No teeth. Yeah. So, so Duncan Barr, you know, you can always come on and set us straight. I I don't think he's coming on this show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I come on a moving on. It's not the Duncan Duncan Barr show. We have to move on. Um, Anywho. <laughs> where so, are we at now? So oh. Binky goes up with, oh, so apparently the officer uh, made his mark on Binky because he like wrote her a note and she was going to go up by the pool and meet this hot officer. So right. Binky disagrees with you. Binky was wasted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got beer goggles. Um, and then she's chased by this hoodie, hooded person. This hooded yeah. person makes himself seen. And they uh, chase her around. And I thought I thought something, you know, I thought this may be the end of Binky. But the ladies let her back in. Yeah, she's Wait, like banging on the door. Let me in, let me in. And then so, yeah. they let her in. And then the, the, the cop comes over and she kind of shames them. It's and then they were Weaver. like, they were like, well, what about the stripper? And we find out that this stripper is, like, in demand. He was at another party. The stripper. Right. <laughs> he, he's like the, the black china of the, of the uh, male stripping world in that he's really good at marketing himself. So now he's just in demand. People want him there all the time. You know? Right. Well, he's right. my next role model then. I'm going to role model black china and this stripper. Right, because yeah, they were like, they were like, well, it couldn't be him. He was strip. He was working. He's yeah. at another party. Wow. Um. So, oh, oh, and then I have here the the cop like alcohol shames them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so then how did so they started? Who started blaming Sloan? Because all of a sudden Sloan is getting like the. Money. It, it somehow did. comes Binky up does. that when they all like came into the the room to let Binky in, that slow what Sloan wasn't there at that moment. She came in a little bit later, and somebody points it out. Right. And so Sloan like does what she does best. She rages, and. Then she left. Yeah. Yeah. So now we are at the day of the wedding. We are at the venue and we find out that Sloan has been kicked out of the wedding party. Cousin Sloan. um, And then Jessica is like, well, you know what? Maybe all of this is happening because I dropped my ring in yeah. the pond and so maybe this is causing all of this bad luck and that's why i'm thinking too maybe that maybe that's where the movie was originally going to go and then they changed it up mm-hmm. like which happens magical yeah. thing like yeah. jarbio gill the little people there's <laughs> well also like depending on what time of year this movie is going to air you know if it were going to be on halloween they could make it more supernatural right i like Binky's shade that she put that she threw on Sloan. She just said, she's sick. (laughs) (laughs) And then the, uh, the planner comes up with a, a brilliant solution since Sloan is there. She said, she said, uh, one of the, one of the groomsmen is going to be a big loser and have to walk down the aisle himself. I like when she suggests that though, she says it as if this is the first time 
anyone has ever thought of a new way to walk down the aisle. Right. Yeah. Right. Like she's came up with this great solution. She's quite proud of herself. She's like, guys, here's what's going to happen. We have one less person in the wedding party. So one of the people is going to walk down solo. Mind blown. Right. <laughs> good but, job. She's waiting but, for everybody just to say good job. Right. She hands herself a gold star. But you know what? Sloan was like, you are not going to kick me out of this wedding. And Sloan was there, like lurking. She's creeping about. Yeah. So, so then it's the night before the wedding. And Jessica's talking to Michael. And then all of a sudden, and we have not seen this in quite a few movies, Chloroform has made a comeback. Oh, we saw that recently. We, we saw a movie where, that, where they, where, where they uh, opened with that. Yeah, it was in the, the cold open oh, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. So yeah, she worry. gets Chloroform and she wakes up. And uh-huh. she is like, tie- she's tied to the, like a lifeguard tower, right? Something like that. I, I still couldn't, it, or not even like, it was like a, um, a playground set on the beach, like a swing set or something. Yeah. So then, so then we're back to the beginning where we started. And so she, yeah, so she pours the champagne on her. Isn't she going to drown her? Well, you're not going to drown that way, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. She was acting like she was being waterboarded, but I mean, it's just yeah. like champagne is being poured onto her head. Yeah, it, it went I, from being like this, this horrible like interrogation, or at least the visual of that, to being like, oh, you're at spring break. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, I get that it's scary, but you're not going to, you know, get champagne being poured on your head. You're going to survive that. But I like that the Zora outfit was so good. She still couldn't see who it was. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden she whips it off and it's Kristen. Now, here's why I didn't know it was Kristen, because the character Kristen seemed to fade into the background a little bit throughout yeah. the movie to the point where I didn't even remember who that character was at that point. I was like, Oh, that's the snakeskin woman. Yes. Right. Yes. But that's what they did on purpose. They did that on purpose. That's one way to throw you off the, uh, throw you off the trail. And wasn't she, what, so wasn't she mad because they weren't going to open a business? Together? Well, she was mad about uh, that, but also she, ha- she was the one that had the thing for Michael. She, uh, she said, uh, something along the lines of like, you know, and he, I, he was supposed to be with me or something like that. Oh, she did. Yeah. Right. So then all of a sudden in lifetime fashion, someone jumps out of the bushes and starts fighting and it's Sloan. She has to regain her reputation and become the number one bridesmaid. Mm -hmm. This is like. Sloane's like, I've got to be, I've got to be the Mo. I've got to be, I've got to be the Mo. So I got to kick her ass. So then I am head Mo. Cause you That's ever right. see that movie Maid of Honor, a Mo? No. <laughs> do, you, honor. do you think yeah. a- after this happened that, that groomsman that was going to be walking solo, they're like, so Sloane's back in the wedding. He's like, oh, okay. I don't have to walk by myself now, but Kristen isn't anymore. Uh, right, right. I look so like a little again. Yeah, and and Melanie, I'm sorry, you're demoted because Sloane just kicked her ass and saved That's my right. life. So she's got to be in the mo. 
It looked like the uh, the groomsmen. It looked like two of the guys may have been together. Well, I mean, I got the sense that the actors Maybe. playing the groomsmen might not have played for the the lady scene, but played for ours last. But the groomsmen were hot, though. That was that was oh, they yeah. were hot. Yeah, very. One of them should have been the stripper. All of yes. them should have been the strippers. Yes, any the one of them could have been a groomsman. That would have been fine. Right. Or the yeah. stripper could have been like the minister. Yeah. Yeah. But There's and that, was it. that was it. Oh, one oh, year later. We have a one year later. One year later, um, the ladies are there, uh, and uh, Vanessa. No, what's her name? Jessica. Um, she is visiting from San Diego. She loves it there. And Binky announces that she's engaged. She met her. She just she just got married in Vegas. They met on a TV show, and she's going to have a bachelorette party. And apparently, uh, all those ladies from the from the Jessica's bachelor bachelorette party are all going to be at Binky's bachelorette party. Well, they all like oh each God. other now. Brutal brutal bridesmaids too. Yeah, and that's why I like the movie. I'm going to recommend because I love. I'm a sucker for the. Johnny Lawrence, Daniel Sun thing where they're enemies and then they're friends. That's all you have to do for right. me, and I love it. So I see Binky and Holly are friends. Oh. Uh, that's it. And I just, yeah. I, I cannot, there's nothing I can do to deprogram myself. If you do that in a movie, I love it. I, <laughs> I love it if you do it in a movie, but, dot, dot, dot. But if you're in a position where you're going to do a sequel and the more interesting relationship is the, the adversarial one versus the one where you're getting along, like it's sort of like watching Tom and Jerry, like Tom and Jerry was fun when Tom and Jerry hated each other. were beating each other up. But then those episodes where they were friends, Tom and Jerry was boring. But Daniel son and Johnny Lawrence, they keep going, but back and forth, back to their, their enemies and the friends, the enemies and friends, they could do that here. Right. Well, and the thing is, Kristen wasn't dead. She was just taken off to jail. Mm-hmm. So she can break out and come back. This is true. They could introduce more catty characters. Right. Right. Like Binky's parents. <laughs> Binky, Binky's mom and dad. Who could play Binky's parents? The mother could be um, Jennifer Coolidge. From, yes. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge. That's a good one. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking of that woman who used to be on Sybil. What's, what's her name? Oh, Christine uh, Baranski. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She's a highbrow for a lifetime movie though. Oh, she could do it. Um who could play her husband? The husband could be oh man. We, we just lost George Siegel would be good. We we just lost him. He just passed away. Could have like uh George Hamilton. Yes. Is he still around? George Hamilton. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Okay. I think he's okay. Yeah, he's around. William Shatner. That'd be that good. That would be a good one as well. Yeah. And he and Binky kind of, you know, they have similar coloring, so that could work. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, yeah, Binky, get on it. I th- and I think Binky could be idea. from like this wealthy, very wealthy family. Yeah. Hence the name Binky. And hey, so, if they make it, we'll watch it. Yeah, and he could be like, "Binky, darling, what do you want? I'll give you whatever you whatever you like." Have that same stripper back. Right. Yeah. And then Binky could be like, Daddy, someone's trying to ruin my wedding. <laughs> have the same stripper back. He's, he's heavier than he was before. Right. <laughs> he's still stripping. <laughs> it's I... played by Danny DeVito now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I was in quarantine for a year. Okay, give me a break here. 
But yeah, I really, I really liked this movie. It wor- it worked. It did its job. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. I am super disappointed there was no murdering in this movie. None. No murdering, which, you know, we go to Lifetime for, for that a little bit. So, you know, just from the, the sort of visual stakes of it all, I, I miss right. that. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, though. Yes. Yes. Good job, Patrick. Good job. Yeah. Anywho. Patrick. My friend that yeah. wrote the movie. His oh, friend oh, Patrick. Uh, good job, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick did a very good job. Isn't it great, though, when someone... Someone who you know makes the movie and then you like it so mm-hmm. you don't have to lie. You're like, yes. oh, I really I really did enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so good good one, Patrick. Yeah. Anywho. You really look you really look like you're having fun up there. Right. <laughs> so many words. <laughs> so many words. <laughs> have you ever heard someone say I that? Oh yeah. oh yeah. So many words. And the thing that cracks me up is people think that they're getting over on someone, and it's like, you asshole, we know what you're saying. We know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So just <laughs> shut up. We're on, we're on to you. Like, like, you're not the first person who's thought of that. Yeah, just just sneak out as soon as the show's over if you didn't like it, like a lady. Right, exactly. Yes. I've been a lady many times. That's why you <laughs> run. That's why, you, that's why the lights come on and you just run. You know? And if you're the performer, you don't ask. <laughs> you don't, had, don't ask. Years ago, I had to go to this. It was, a, it was a taping of a TV show, and it was just it was horrible. It never made it to the air. And uh, they weren't letting anybody leave. I guess we're like prisoners. And I, and, and I got up, and I said to like the guard, I said, can I use the bathroom? I was like, okay. So I went down the hall. I like ran down and escaped. I ran away. <laughs> I couldn't stand watching the show anymore. <laughs> Oh my god, it was that bad! Like you had to uh, run. yeah, it was horrible. It was like some kind of variety show, and uh, 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 Joan Jett was on it, but I didn't get to see her. I left. Oh, before, I left before she came on because it was so bad. So they used her as like the lure, like you'll get uh, Joan Jett. Something, it was like a, a man and woman were hosting it, and they didn't get they didn't they could tell that they didn't get along. It was, it was, oh, it was just a miserable show. I I've only did extra work a few times, but you can always tell that it's going to be trouble if they put you in like, you know, you show up at the meeting spot and then mm-hmm. they put you in a car or a van and they take you somewhere else. That's never good. Yeah. Well, this wasn't extra work. I was in the audience mm-hmm. of the show. Studio well, because here in because here sometimes they have paid extra work where you're an audience. Yeah, I've done that, too. Oh yeah, I've I've done like legit extra work, and I've done legit like actually have lines, and I've done the thing where you get paid to sit in an audience. Yeah, I did the people's court a few times. Oh. Yeah, is that with Judge paid. Gary? Uh, it was a, well, it was the last couple. It was it was it was a couple of years ago, and where they give you a slice of pizza, they oh. they pay you something, and then you get a slice of pizza, and you can get a second slice of pizza if you get in line right after the, the last person. Because here, it's like, yeah, I think you get like 25 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah and you take a bus to uh, Connecticut to do the people's court. Right. Because uh, isn't it Judge Judy's husband? It, it was Judge Jerry. Judge Judy. It was a woman. No, it was a woman. Oh, was it Marilyn, yeah. Marilyn Millian? Yeah, it's probably so. her. I love I her. So. Yeah, yeah. And somebody saw me on the show. Someone's like, 
I saw you. I, I saw you in the people's court. I was like, ah, okay. But Kurt, you get recognized a lot. I've seen, what was it? Law and Order SVU, or there was one where yeah, you were yeah. in a picture and like someone, when we were, we were at a gig and someone was like, I was watching Law and Order SVU and I saw a picture and it was you. Our friend Penny Ashton, she lives in New Zealand, right? She, she sees me all the time. She must watch that show all the time. And she sends me screenshots. Like, here you are again. Yeah. Yeah. I was once on this show uh, starring the Lawrence brothers, like Joey, Matthew, and um, I forget the youngest one's name. But they, it was like the three of them, they were play brothers. It, it only lasted one season on NBC. But uh, they used to show reruns of it on the Disney Channel all the time. Like one season of the show would air all the time. So I would get recognized from this one episode all the time. Oh, but you wouldn't get residuals, right? No, not, no not as an extra. Only if you get uh, speaking lines. Right. That sucks. That I told you guys, sucks. I get residuals for this. I, the only thing I get residuals for is this Chinese movie I was in. Okay. Because I showed up to be an extra in a movie called Detective Chinatown 2. I never told the story. Detective Chinatown. I don't. I don't think they can no. have that movie title anymore. It was called Detective Chinatown Two, and I showed up. I was supposed to be a construction worker, and they showed up. They made me a dancer that was in this choreographed dance scene. Were you a stripper, Kurt? No, I was a stripper. And then they, and then I got. I heard from SAG, SAG after our, our union, and they said uh, you have been upgraded. You are a dancer, oh. not an extra. So we're going to pay you like three times as much. And nice. then this year, this year I got a residual check from them. And I looked up. This is one of the most successful movies. This is like one of the top five movies in Chinese film history. Wow. Well, look at you, Kurt. Look at the box office. So look I'm at you, Kurt. You're in a blockbuster. You're, <laughs> you're huge in China. <laughs> I, I get residuals. I get residuals from like, from like DVD sales. Yeah. Yeah, every couple of months, yeah. you know, that Jim Belushi show I told you about that I was on that lasted one season. I still get residuals from that show. Nobody's heard of it, but I still get residuals from it. There you go. Is it okay, or do you get like four cents? Or- oh, it, it, that one's nothing. I get a decent amount of residuals from that show I was on with Ariana Grande on Nickelodeon, Victorious. Uh-huh. I, that one, because I had... That one airs a lot, and like they have to renew it for what's called a cycle, where they, they can air it like twenty times before they have to pay you again. And so that one renews like once a year, so that's always like a nice check. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, you got to get that's it where cool. you can get it. Yeah. Anywho, I must I go now. That. Okay. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on. Facebook. I have started a new Facebook page for all of my performance stuff, and it's called Kirkendall Barrett Presentations. Or you can, and Kirkendall is spelled K U R K E N D A A L. Or you can find me on my website, lesskirkendallbarrett.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall. Jason, 
Uh, if you would be so kind as to give us a five star review on whatever uh, platform you listen to us on, or five or however many stars they'll allow you to give, give all the stars in the world. We can use it. Helps more people find the show. Uh, if you're looking for us on Instagram, we are Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. If you're looking for me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, you can follow me at Big Shot Jason Kurt. Visit me on my website, KurtFitzpatrick.com. That's Kurt with a K. Also, I'm selling booty blasters. Um, if you'd like to uh, be selling strawberry and lemon and uh, banana flavor. Um, you know, it helps me uh, focus. So, uh, well, actually, she said that in the movie, so I can't reference that because we didn't mention it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, she said. She said it's something else she can focus on besides her, her kids, and that, that's all I've got. You can just check out my website, and I've got all kinds of stuff on there to look at. And I have a couple of more podcasts. If you are a fan of Bravo or reality shows, you can uh, listen to my podcast, The Reality Reading Rainbow where I read books written by reality stars and try to make sense of them. I also do interviews. And this week I am talking to Blake Coelho from the Church of the Housewives podcast. Hmm. And I also have another podcast about soap operas that I have recently rebranded, rebooted, and I'm starting it from scratch. So that podcast is called Less Loves Soaps. And I talk about your favorite soap operas in the United States and the United Kingdom. And one more thing, if you're on Clubhouse every Wednesday at five o'clock PM West Coast time, I host a room called the Bravo Bone Collectors, where my co-host Jessica Riley and I find a Bravo liberty and do a deep dive on them. And this week, it's Danielle Staub from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Wow. And that's it. That's a lot. Hmm. All right. All, All right. right. I'm exhausted. New Jersey. That's where I live. Oh, there you go, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I I guess it's time to go. So until next week, bye. 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 bye.